This is the unadulterated Word of God, coming to you from Savannah Ministries. We build up believers unto maturity. We raise ministers for the end-time harvest. We preach the Word of God with signs and wonders following. And we use the Word of God to meet the needs of mankind. Amen. Glory to God. Today I want to share with you honor from God experiencing transformation. Praise the Lord. And I will just flow. Glory to God. Yesterday, when we were talking about how to receive honor from God, I mentioned something about honoring the Savior. We talked about honoring the sacrifice. And then I talked about honoring the scriptures. Glory to God. So, maybe I'm expounding a little along those lines. Amen. I'll take my text from Romans 12, verse 2. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, see, they've taken it to another level. <laughs> No, this one is wild. <laughs> one day you do it to a minister, he'll drop the mic and run. He <laughs> will think something happened. <laughs> we were in um, Fort Worth, and then uh, Dr. Kup- um, Krefeldola was ministering, and then they had this group of guys that were sitting up at the gallery. So, um, as they shouted, <laughs> he said they almost scared the black out of him. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. You've taken it to another level. I, I will consider that. <laughs> this one, even Moses follow. <laughs> Glory to God. Wow. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still, I'm still. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. You know, you know, don't take these kind of things for granted. You know, if you are here, join in this celebration. That's what you came for. Glory to God. Participate with the power of God. When you are in a meeting like this, see, you don't get the best out of the meet. You get as much as you participate. Never forget that. You have several ministers, gifts. There's no reason why you shouldn't live here with a truckload of testimonies. Why is it only one thing? Say, one thing have I desired of the Lord. No, God can do ten things. Amen. He can exceed your expectations. Am I communicating? Alright? So you, you come for camp meeting. Every opportunity, if shout, shout. If we're worshiping, worship. If we're praying, pray. Reverend Phillips came up and was talking about just pray. Then you pray. 
And you pray and pray through. Do you know some of us never have the opportunity to do that on our own? And then God gave you an opportunity to do it here. I know I've quoted Romans 12 too, but let me say this. The scripture said that you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Oh, purposely didn't mention the scripture because I didn't want you to shout. Amen. <laughs> chapter 12, chapter, verse 12 of chapter 6 of Hebrews. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? He said that you be not slothful. That means it takes effort to follow. Listen, there are some of you that say, oh, these uh, ministers that Rev invites here. He said, we are following them. If you are following, follow well. Did you hear me? Follow well. That you be not slothful. It means if you are slothful, you can't really follow. I don't feel like shouting now. I don't feel like really, I don't feel like moving. No, 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 you will feel like. Smith Ugozo said, when I wake up, I don't, I, I don't ask Smith how he feels. I tell him how he feels. Smith, you are not tired. Glory to God. Follow them. Who through faith and patience inherit the promises. That means that there is something you can follow. You can follow their faith. You can follow their faith. You know, sometimes, I don't know, maybe I have conversations, maybe with Reverend Tukula, or I have conversations with one of the ministers here, and then I'm asking myself, some of the people that sit and listen to us, are they actually, you know, you can hear a testimony and not understand the background. Amen. Am I communicating? I said it years ago, that there are layers of revelation. All right, that many testimonies stand on. Glory to God. And if you're not well taught, the path you will take might not be all. Am I communicating? Now, so, oh, I received this amount of money. Oh, I received that amount of money. God, who blessed me? It's not, the testimony is not that we begged people and they gave us the money. No. Something happened when I got married. On my wedding day, the brethren, that was um, 16 years back, the brethren came together and um, decided to buy a car then. Um, that was the first time they were doing that. And I, didn't, I had no hints. I didn't know about it. My wife didn't know about it. It was just on the wedding day, they presented the keys. Wow. Now, now I know that I didn't... Um, organize them to give. So, how uh, the church was not as it is now. Are you understanding me? So, how were they able to do it? So, it was a great testimony. So, a friend, a minister friend, I hope he's not watching, head. So, he went to his church and said, you, uh, you people are here. Pastor TB, they bought him a car. You must buy me a car. And then he came and said, my people too are bought me. I said, it's not the same thing. Are you listening to me? You are wearing a blue suit and wearing a blue suit. It might not be the same thing. You know where this one came from? <laughs> it might not be the same thing. Amen. Are you understanding me? I said, it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. 
So there are sometimes you're trying. See, don't try to um, so, to 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 feel among. You understand that? Get the real thing because it's real. So if you are following, follow well. Get the real thing. I told someone, I said, if you are following me, you will not be owing debt because I don't owe. The proof that you have caught the same revelation is that you have the same experience. If you cannot part the Jordan with how I parted it, you have not gotten the mantle. Are you understanding me? It's not the same. Am I communicating? So, it will be the same thing. So, this thing we talk about prosperity and mighty supply as you know it and understand it here. Get the real thing. Not something like it. The real thing. Enter it. It is true. Praise the Lord. It's not just a story someone is telling you to make you feel happy. Someone has lived like that for years. And the testimonies are consistent. It's not a coincidence. Amen. So you learn it. A, 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 a young pastor years ago came to see me. And he was having problems with his um, general overseer. You know? So, and the general overseer is a friend. But he came to see me. And um, he was going through a lot of things, you know, r- rough time. And so he was like, you know, in our ministry, they don't pay salary, you know, so things are rough for us, da-da-da, he was explaining. So I asked him a question. I said, your general overseer, do they pay him a salary? He said, no. So I said, okay, so how does he do it? He said, does he know? I said, learn it. If you are there, learn it. Glory to God. Learn it. If you come and complain, will I pay you salary? Learn it. So if there's, if there's mighty supply in this house, learn it. There's one new thing now that uh, is happening. I don't know if it's happening in Abuja here. Where they will send texts that you are owing people. They will publish your name everywhere. Uh, Brothers, so, so and so is owing this is a criminal. Something, something, something. So my asking, what's my business? Why are you sending me the text? Was I there when he collected the money from you? Why are you sending me the text? And then we send text to several people. Listen, your name should not be in those kind of texts. If you are under the umbrella of the mighty supply, your name should not be in those kind of text. If not, you are embarrassing the mighty supply. What is what are we talking about? Some of you, your name is already there, so. Your name, that's why we're having come your name will come out from those kind of things. <laughs> Amen. The thing I don't know is that if you pay, do they not send text that you have paid? <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> Just to embarrass you. You know, but you see, that kind of thing shouldn't happen to you. And if you're learning these things, it won't happen to you. It won't happen to you. Because it's sure, it works. That's what uh, group captain is trying to teach us. It works. You are introducing God <laughs> or spirits or another thing into what is common. It works. 
money comes supernaturally too. Not sometimes. All the time. Some of you might have accidentally stumbled into it. But learn how it works. You know, let me just dig- dig- digress a little. You know, even in ministry, in pastoring, I have pastored for 21 years. And I found out something. If something works, we just had a meeting, you know, and um, on Sunday, when you were starting, we were having the program in Port Harcourt. It's the largest program we've had since I started ministry. Amen. Awesome. Now, I can tell you how it happened. And from February, we had that, we call it one one from God. We had a meeting in February. We had another one in June. The last one was in November. We knew what we wanted and we got it. Three times. Are you understand what I'm saying? So, we have understood what works. You know, I sat down one time and I said, listen, this thing we talk about feedback in ministry. What's it for? It's not just for, uh, you know, it's for us to see what works. Hallelujah. There may be something good happening in a church, but the people in the church are not even recognizing it. Praise the Lord. They're not recognizing that, wow, this thing, this thing. You, listen, you cannot be in ministry and have not stumbled on the thing that can turn the ministry around. But sometimes you don't recognize it. That means you don't give it the right value. Praise the Lord. And that's sitting back. I'm the one that asks, we ask questions. When all the leaders sit down, I'll be asking the question. So how did that happen? And then how did that? I'm, I'm asking questions. As I'm asking the questions, it's my learning time. Then I will see something. That we might not have seen. In the year 2003 into 2004, in our ministry, we experienced the bust. And so I went back to look at what, what, what did we do that time? Praise the Lord. I, I looked at the records, I looked at the, my notes, I looked at what I was preaching. Then I saw something. Hallelujah. So I said, we'll do it again. That's what we're seeing. Amen. Listen to me. There's something that works for Savannah. Amen. See it. You are the resident pastor. See it. Glory to God. And do it again and again and again. Amen. And to work. Are you with me? What I'm trying to say is that this thing works. It's not trial and error. It's not trial and error. So, next year we take it to the next level. Because we have found it. It works. Glory to God. Experiencing transformation. Let me start. Amen. Alright. In Romans 12 2, don't shout. Sh- <laughs> Hallelujah. It says, and be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Did you give Reverend Tukula NKJV where he ministered? Why? 
<laughs> Amen. All right. So I just pull his leg. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Seeking James. <laughs> By the renewing of your mind, that ye, ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. Listen, as a pastor, one of the things that I've been bothered about is that a lot of believers are not experiencing transformation. They're coming to church, but they're not being transformed. A lot of church-loving folks, they love God. Genuinely, they love God. But one way or the other, they're missing it somewhere. Transformation is not happening to some of them. Now, in that scripture, the scripture is connecting walking in God's perfect will with your transformation. That means that without being transformed, you cannot walk in God's perfect will for your life. You know, we always read the part that says, be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. We stop there. He said, no, that you may prove. That means that ability to distinguish between the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God is based on how you have been transformed. That means your transformation has something to do with walking in God's perfect will. When transformation happens, you know, just like I was talking about revelation yesterday, it will affect your faithfulness and your fruitfulness. Did you hear me? If you have been transformed, it will show in your faithfulness. If you have been transformed, it will show in your fruitfulness. And another way of putting it is that transformation will affect your conduct and your capacity. Because what the scripture is talking about, what, what's that transformation? Now we know that in that scripture, he used the word, introduced the word. Be ye metamorpho, Greek. The change he was talking about is not a replacement. If I say, change this pulpit, then they go and bring the one in my our church in Port Harcourt and put here. They've replaced it. Even if we use the word change, this change is a replacement. But the change that Paul, by the Spirit, was talking about is not that. It's not that change. Praise the Lord. Am I communicating? Rather, is that this same pulpit will take another form. Amen. Perhaps an improved form. Glory to God. But it's the same pulpit. So, what is he talking about? Listen, meaning that after your salvation, there's another change that the word of God expects from you. Did you hear me? Salvation is an instant change. But after that, there's supposed to be a continuous change. That's what transformation brings. Did you get me? You know, how, how does someone get born again? Oh, he, he believes in his heart and confesses with the Lord Jesus. In that moment, he's saved. He's not getting saved. He's saved. 
He's not becoming a new creature. He's a new creation. But now the scripture is saying, now that you're a new creation, be ye transformed. He was talking to the new creation. Hallelujah. That means that he's saying that there's a second experience that the believer should have after the initial experience of salvation. And that experience should continue all through his time as a believer. Many have had the first experience of salvation, but they've not yielded themselves to that second experience. Metamorphosis. That's why you see a Christian that has been born again for a long time. And you can't tell if he's actually changing. Glory to God. Amen. Because this transformation is not a gift from God. It's an instruction to you. God didn't say, I will transform you. He said, you, be transformed. Lift your hand and say, transformation is my responsibility. No, no, you didn't say it. I said, transformation is my responsibility. If If I'm not better, I'm responsible. If I am better, I am responsible. Glory to God. So be transformed. The other words, it was translated as transfigured. Changed in the New Testament. But that change is supernatural. It's supernatural. But you are the one that initiates it. Glory to God. You know, a lot of times, believers are waiting for God to do something that they are supposed to do. Praise the Lord. They are praying to God to do something he has already instructed them to do. Now, I understand that you can actually pray to be strengthened to do it. I understand that part. But, you see, the responsibility on the believer, you, you can't wish it away. Praise the Lord. You can't wish it away. I was talking to someone. I said, look, you know, they say, go and let, let's use, like, let's use Savannah for example. You know, Savannah has healing meetings, right? And there are a lot of healings that happen in your meetings. Then you've been in Savannah. And then they say, um, today, Pastor Joe will not be available, but you pray for the sick. You say, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. But you've been here. Praise the Lord. Now, let's assume that you said you cannot, and then it's because you just got born again. Then you now go through, let's suppose the foundation classes here. You go through the Bible school program. You came for camp meeting and so on and so forth. Then next year, they call you for the same case. You cannot. That means capacity has not increased. You were not transformed. When transformation happens, it affects your capacity. You are able to do more. There's something about, there's fruit, there's more fruit and much fruit. That means when transformation happens, you will be able to bear more fruit. Glory to God. More fruit than you, see, more fruit than you had in 2020. So in 2022, the proof that you are transformed is that there will be more fruits. Are you listening to me? More fruit is more results. Amen. Are we together? That's the proof. Uh, you yeah, the sweet cake now. 
<laughs> All right. Praise the Lord. I like people that do cake. Amen. I like to be friends with them. Yeah. Amen. That's just a distraction. So, you understand that. You're able to bear more fruit. How many of you want to bear more fruit? Yeah, you will. Now, more fruit is not just to say, confessing more fruit. No, 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 no. There are things the transformation does to you. It changes not just your mindset, even your skill sets. You see, that butterfly that was first an egg, right? It's the same butterfly that transforms, praise the Lord, into the lover. And then becomes that hard uh, cocoon, the, the pooper, right? At that stage, it cannot fly. It doesn't have that capacity to fly. Are you with me? Or it can't ability to fly. It might have the potential, but it can't fly. But when metamorphosis takes place, there is an increase in its capacity. It can do what it couldn't do in the former stage. That's the proof of transformation. So the proof of transformation is that now you can do what you couldn't do before. Praise the Lord. There are things we're doing in ministry in 2021. We will not have been able to do it three years ago. Maybe even two years ago. Hallelujah. Next year, we will do more. Now, how are we able to do more? We yielded to the transformation. It's not just confessing, confessing. No, 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 no. We yielded to the process. What it produced is increased capacity. And what it produces is a change of character. Praise the Lord. Do you know that if you met the lover at that stage... You say, he's slow in character. But when he's transformed, he starts flying. You say, he's too fast. Amen. That change came because of, are you understanding me? It's the same thing that happens to the believer too. So, if we as Christians are experiencing transformation, as the scripture talks about. <laughs> Listen, this transformation doesn't happen because it's written in scripture. It happens because you yielded to it. You have to initiate it. Glory to God. To experience it. If not, you know what will be happening? You'll be asking, Reverend Tokula, how are they even doing all those things they're talking about? How? How? After a while, you start doubting it. That cannot be a beg. I don't believe it cannot happen. <laughs> it's happening. It's not like it cannot happen. It is happening. Praise the Lord. It's happening. When you hear someone say, oh, look at, there are certain manifestations, right, that you start experiencing. They've come to stay. One of the definitions I gave about transformation is that it's an irreversible change. Meaning that when you move from point A to B, you will never be A again. You didn't get me. Are you understanding me? All this one say, oh, you know, listen, I was talking to someone one time. Oh, um, he, he has a testimony today. Then uh, he was he was squatting, right? He was squatting. And then he came for a program, maybe like camp meeting, hands were laid on him. Then he got a two, three bedroom flat. Are you understanding me? Wow, he moved. Everybody celebrate testimony. After two years, he's back again, squatting again. No, sir. That's not transformation. No. 
That's not transformation. When you enter that three-bedroom phase, even if they push you out, you will fall into another three. Are you understand what I'm saying? It, because you have entered a phase. So if you are listening to me and it's up, then down, then ground, then ground, ground, ground. The number of times you are up, we can count it. Ground is normal for you. Then in a 12-month period, sometime in Easter, you were up. The rest of the year, you are down. Next year again, sometime in June, you were up. No, no, no. You are, something has not clicked yet. So you sit down with these scriptures. Hallelujah. And be transformed. This transformation is an inside-out experience. It doesn't start with what you do on the outside. It's an inside-out experience. It's an inward experience that has an external impact or an external effect. If something has been altered inside, everything around you will greet you in a new way. Your world will relate with you differently. I was talking yesterday. Money will relate to you differently. Because something has been altered inside. The Bible talked about Jesus. He said he prayed until the fashion of his countenance was altered. That means the fashion of your countenance will be altered. Your spiritual countenance. Are you understand what I'm saying? It will be altered. That means what they are seeing now is not that guy that is always looking for. What they are seeing now is the guy, the version of you that has come out is a version that they should give money to. It's a version that they should partner with. Amen. Are we together? Because it has happened inside you. So, seek for the real thing. Hello? So, this, oh, today you are here, then you're down. It's not, that's what the Bible talks about. They say the part of the just. It's as a shining light. It's a glory to glory life. Am I communicating? It's not up and down, up and down. No, no, it's a glory to glory life. If it's not happening like that, one of my pastors on campus years back said something. He said, if you jump up, you will come down. But if you grow up, you will stay up. There are many Christians that are jumping up. They are trying to jump up. You understand? Now, Reverend Tukula, please. Now, Reverend Tukula is taller than I am. By the grace of God. <laughs> now, let's assume I'm walking with him and I'm trying to do like this. How long will I sustain it? That's what many Christians are doing. If you really want to be his height, then grow up. And be, so you will walk normally. It becomes a constant thing. It's the real you. Yeah. Are you understanding me? Thank you, sir. It, 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 it becomes the real you. So, but many Christians are trying to, you know, that's what they're trying to do. Appearance. Yeah, that appearance. So, so, oh, 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 you've not paid for the car. You've collected, you are driving it around. Until now, now we have to come and bail you from police station. <laughs> then the savings that you had, the small 25,000 now, you have to use it to bail yourself. Then you're now more backward than you before. That's not what we're doing. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? That's not what we're doing. There's no gimmick here. It's happening as the word said it will happen. Glory to God. Am I communicating? See, let me say this to you. Concerning your health and wealth. In this world we live in, that's a good place to manifest your knowledge of God's word. Amen. Are we together? A wonderful place. 
So you learn it. You don't understand. Ask questions. Hallelujah. That's why you have pastors. Ask questions. They will explain to you. Go at it again. You get it. Lay hold. When is yours now? Is yours. Amen. And then you'll be able to say, oh, this thing works. This thing works. And I know what to do to work it. Glory to God. Am I communicating? So this, this transformation is what everyone needs. And that's why we're here in camp meeting. Listen, you have to be willing to... See, if you don't give time or attention to God's word, you will never be transformed. Transformation does not happen because they lay hands on you for impartation. No, sir. That's not how. Some say, oh, I want to, I want to. Then even if they lay hands on you, you might receive a testimony. But it doesn't bring you into that thing. Do you know that some people that have received impartations, but the discipline to keep that impartation is not there. Am I communicating? That discipline is built and developed in that place of transformation. So you can come for several meetings if you don't sit down and renew your mind. Hallelujah. It said, be not conformed to Jesus, but be ye transformed. Now listen, that scripture is telling us that the only way out of conformity is transformation. Amen. That means if you're not being transformed, you will be conformed. To be conformed means that you are in agreement. With the world and how it thinks, how it operates. So it's either you are being transformed or you are being conformed. There's no middle ground. At every point in your life, something is happening. Ask your neighbor, what's happening? Are you being conformed? Or you're being transformed? There's no vacuum because every day things hit your thoughts. Amen. Every day. You just, you're just going home. It might even be in your car. It could be at the bus stop. It could be in a shop. Things are hitting you every day. We are influenced by our environment. We are not just influenced by people. People is one. We are influenced by our environment. We are also influenced by experiences we have. That means that those things have the ability to change your thinking. A friend, anybody you... Accept as a friend. You have license to influence you. Do you know that? Anybody you bring into your space as a friend, you have licensed him to influence you. God designed man to be vulnerable. If man was not vulnerable, even God would not be able to influence him. So Satan capitalizes on that vulnerability in man. Are you understanding me? To achieve something wrong. So I say, no, me, I'm not that kind of person. No. You know, <laughs> I told them in, my, in church there. I said, if I stop reading the word of God, I stop praying, I stop fellowshipping, one day you will hear that I'm doing something. Amen. Praise the Lord. I said, there's nothing, there's no states, there's no level. That's not like, I'm in one level and one level. There's nothing like that. You know, I, Reverend Tender used to laugh when I say this. There's some people that have revelation that the Holy Ghost does not have. <laughs> Amen. That when they share it, even though you go say, wow. 
You're going to say, wow. He will write down. He bring out his pen. Write it down. Because he has not heard it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Am I communicating? So if you are not constantly being transformed, you'll be conformed. If I, I don't go to church again, I don't listen to messages, I don't pray, I don't read my Bible. One day you just hear that. Uh, I'm considering taking a second wife. That's how it starts. Or just hear that. <laughs> I'm not smoking India here. Why? Conformity. Something is happening. Praise the Lord. And that's what some believers, you know, you see some young men in church that you're born again. You still want to hang out as the way you used to hang out when you were not saved. My brother, I can't walk. If your agenda is not to win souls, then don't be there. It won't work. Listen. How God designed the Christian to be in the marketplace or in the world is that he is going in with an agenda. Amen. If not, the world will swallow you. To swallow you. So if you're not being transformed, then you will conform. You'll be like the world. It's my responsibility. See, when I share along these lines, I tell people, don't joke with your personal devotions. It is a place for transformation. You might not have camp meeting every day. You can't have camp meeting every month. But you can have your personal devotions every day. Glory to God. And as you sit there and, and edify yourself and meditate on God's word and worship and, and do all of that, it could be 30 minutes, it could be one hour every day. Transformation is happening. Glory to God. Over a period of time, you just discover that, wow, I'm no more the person I used to be. Praise the Lord. Look at what I've turned out to be. That's the transformation the scripture is talking about. When you have people that cannot break out of certain habits, it's because they're not being transformed. I say, oh God, in the name of Jesus, I cast out this rid of fornication from my body. In the name of Jesus, fornication, leave me alone, leave me alone, leave me alone. I just say, leave me alone, leave me alone. When you open your eyes, okay, okay. That's not fornication, we'll leave you alone. Amen. I put my flesh on the altar, Lord. I put my flesh on the altar, Lord. I put my flesh on the altar, Lord. (laughs) Transformation. The version of you that was enslaved by that habit, a man will die. A new version will emerge. Praise the Lord. Am I communicating? That's transformation. Even they think, they talk about prosperity. You know, we cannot teach mindset importance enough. And what I will say it, we've not said half of it. Praise the Lord. Your mindset. 
Some people think, do you know there are some things that are controlling your thoughts, but you don't even know. You don't even know. Sometimes it's when an extreme situation occurs that you discover that you had that kind of thinking. Are you with me? Yeah. Sometimes maybe in desperation or in anger, that's when we know that there is a thought that you have not dealt with. You might not even know it's there. In, in every day, you just say, I'm not afraid of anything. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, sound mind. Then in your dream, somebody showed up with a cutlass. You were running. And you ran until you wake up. You, didn't, you woke up. You didn't even remember to quote any scripture. Amen. Oh, thank God. Man, they didn't catch me in that dream. Oh, God forbid. <laughs> I told someone, I said, dreams are a good way to judge what you really believe. Because you answer your name in the dream now. Do they call you another name in the dream? Is not this your same name? Is your name they call you in the dream? Someone I said, should I not eat in the dream? Should I not eat? I said, anything that is sinful in the natural is sinful in the dream. Everything that is okay in the natural is okay in the dream. Is it okay to eat in real life? Say, yeah, I said, eat in your dream. I said, except you saw yourself eating what you don't normally eat. Amen. Then you say, ah, what happened? Are you understanding me? But uh, uh, you like Eba. You like Ogbono soup. Then they serve you Eba and Ogbono soup in the dream. What will you do when you meet in physical? You bless it and eat. In the spirit, also, you bless it and eat. You don't ask, is there extra meat? Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Because it's not sinful. Hallelujah. You cannot be married to two wives in the dream. Then you're married to one. No, that one. You understand that something is not right. So that's a good way to check because the mindset you have shows in your dream. Praise the Lord. If you have a victory mindset in your dream, you will carry it. Are you seeing that transformation I'm talking about? And so, as a church, as believers, you can initiate that personal transformation in your devotional life. Your devotional life. Steadily, over time, you're growing. You know, some people are looking for quick fixes. Booster shots. <laughs> That's what it's raining now, be. Booster. Booster shot. I'm no more a bad guy. I'm now committed in church. You know, it doesn't happen like that. If you were not committed and you want to be committed, yield to that transformation. Over time, glory to God. Soon you have become someone that they can depend on. Glory to God. That's what I'm talking about, your faithfulness. That transformation will affect your faithfulness. It will affect your fruitfulness. You cannot be more faithful than how you've been transformed. You know, some of us who are depending on believers who come and do it, they will never show up because they are not, they, they have not been transformed. 
I was um, talking to my folks some time back, and I said, I don't know some of these people you say you are leading to Christ. Amen. I said, they are not saved. And they were laughing. I said, listen. Listen. When someone gets born again, I'm not talking about people that have certain habits. That's not what I'm even talking about. There are first basic things you will see when someone is born again. I said, the Bible says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk. That means, a, listen, when a baby is born, if you give birth to a child, some of you are mothers, and the child doesn't want to eat, and does not feel like eating, and he doesn't want to breathe, and does not feel like breathing, is he a child? No, no, what are you talking about? Are you understand what I'm saying? He looks like a child, but it's not a child, though. Are you with me? <laughs> it's another thing. Nobody taught the child how to suck. It's inborn. So, I, I, I remember the first, our first son. You know, as I gave birth, they just hold him to the chest. He starts. So, how do you know there's something there? Amen. How do you know? It's instinctive. It's inside. The same way when someone gets born again, he will want the word of God. Amen. He, he will see a preacher on TV. He want to listen. Before he didn't care. He will hear something on radio. He want to listen. He might not have the discipline to listen for a long time. But the want to is there. He will want to go to church. He want to be around other believers. If that thing is not there, my brother, hold him again. Lead him into Christ. Amen. Amen. <laughs> because he's not saved. You go, imagine, you'll be following up someone to come to church. He's dodging you. <laughs> Are you understanding me? Yeah, you're even calling him brother. Brother, so, so, so. Even you know, I'm not a brother. I love the brother. Are you understanding me? Because he's not saved. <laughs> so the salvation... It has to be genuine. Amen. You know, years back, we had um, on campus, you know, we had this sister that used to hang around us. You know, she was a friend to my friends. So one of those days, we went to town from school. We were preparing for a program. You know, this kind of, when we were students, we could go to town. You have half of the transport. Amen. Then you trek some, you pay some. So that day, we were tired. We were tired. So I asked the brother, I said, ah, don't you know any brother or sister around here that we can just chill in the house for a while? And then we'll continue our journey. He said, ah, there's this sister. And the house wasn't too far. Those days there was no phones or GSM. We went there. It was a, that is her, her father's house. Knocked. And she was at home. So we entered. He said, do you care for a drink? We care. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> so that's why we came anyway. You know, so she got soft drinks and all that, and we sat down there and having. So as she walked, she dropped the drink or something. I was going back. It just entered my heart. I said, "Have you received Jesus as Lord and Savior?" My friend near me was like, "What's doing you?" She paused. She said, "No." But we've always known her. So I said, do you have a Bible in this house? She said, yes. I said, go and bring it. She went in, brought her parents' Bible, sat down. I said, open to this scripture. She will open, read it. Open that scripture. I led her to Christ. Are you understanding what I'm saying? 
Now, we'll be expecting her to behave like a Christian when she's not a Christian. And it just, I didn't hear a voice or anything. It just was in my heart. Have you received Jesus Christ as Lord? So sometimes, even in church, I'm with some people, even when I, I say leaders sometimes, I say, if you're not sure you're saved, I do it again and again and again. Praise the Lord. Now, it's not that I'm trying to, you know, some of you say, eh, no, no, no. No, no, we're not bringing condemnation. It's not condemnation. It's what we call assurance of salvation. Amen. Do you know how many ministers are no more sure if they are even... But they're just... They're not sure again. They're, but they're just around. They have to go with the flow. You understand? Go with the flow. Praise the Lord. Ask your neighbor, are you sure you're saved? That's what I mean. Are you born again? Praise the Lord. No, it's important to ask that question. The Bible says, examine yourselves. Whether you be in the faith. Glory to God. And then those of us that know that we're saved, yield to the transformation. Listen, transformation is God's pattern to bring you from babyhood to spiritual maturity. If without transformation, you will never arrive at spiritual maturity. Do you know why some Christians are never going to be spiritually mature? They are not yielding to transformation. Praise the Lord. Thank you. From babyhood to spiritual maturity. Transformation is the road. If not, you will be a baby Christian forever. Any Christian that is not yielding to transformation will end up in carnality. A carnal believer. Why you have carnality and carnal believers is that they have not allowed transformation to happen. So you are born again. It's not just that that thing was happening. It has not stopped. Have you seen wife-beating, tongue-talking believers? I'm warning you in the Holy Ghost. So I'm warning you in the Holy Ghost. He's telling his wife, I'm warning you in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Is there anything like that? <laughs> As pastors, you hear a lot of things. So, <laughs> you got born again. When you first got born again, okay, this, you were provoked. You pushed her. Now you've been saved in church. You've come for how many camp meetings? You are still booting your wife. When we ask why she's not around, say she's not feeling well. Will you not tell us that you gave her head boot? <laughs> Are you with me? Transformation means that your conduct will change. Your wife will do the same thing she used to do, but you will not respond the same way anymore. You are no more a wife bitter. Glory to God. 
now I've pastored. I discovered there's not only husbands that beat wives, there are wives that beat husbands. I've counseled, I've handled that case. I was counseling a guy and his wife came. And the man said something. Because they were arguing in front of me. And she carried her the plastic chair. Even me, I say, ah? If you stop that thing again. Wife with makeup and wig. <laughs> Amen. I've not even looked at my notes. Amen. Praise the Lord. But we're having a great time. Amen. Glory to God. So it is in my heart to, to share this with you. And in this house, focus on transformation. There will be less incidents when people are truly transformed. We, so we, even, we structure church to help people experience transformation. Glory to God. Because that's the greatest thing we can do for you. Is that you are changing. If not, we're going to be pouring water on stone. Are you with me? We'll talk, 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 talk. The same thing. Talk, talk, talk. The same thing. Talk, talk, talk. The same thing. You have people in church that are looking for how to steal from their church. Rev will say, um, we, we want, there's a pulpit we're trying to bring in, you know, um, um, it's a new one, so, so, and so. Um, please go and sign the contract with them. You go and say, uh-huh, tell him it's three million. But write two, uh, write, um, it's two million, write three million. They will shout, imagine supply! <laughs> that one is not mighty supply, <laughs> It's not mighty supply at all. It's still, you know. Amen. You are a thief. That is using anointing on your life to steal. That's not how the mighty supply is coming. Amen. We have robbed no man. Amen. Since I used to tell them in church, is there anyone here I've come to take a loan from you ever? I've pastored you for 20 years plus. Have I ever come to ask you for a loan? No. Have I collected your money I didn't give you back? No. Have I even collected it? No. Some of you here are pastors. I've heard of pastors that will go to a, a member's house and see generators. Say, please, can I use it? And you know that it's the only generator they have. You t- return the generator, you can't return it. And they're afraid to ask you. You know that they're afraid to ask you. Sorry if I'm saying something. You must be transformed though. Must be transformed in Jesus' name. (laughs) Hallelujah. So that spiritual maturity that is the reason why we're still here. Glory to God on earth. And also, you can't walk in the fullness of your inheritance if you're not being transformed. Because there are certain things that God wants you to do, your mindset will not allow you to walk and do what God has asked you to do. There's something I believe in. And it didn't happen overnight. It's the impact or the effect of God's word on my thinking. 
I don't, if God wants me to build a 5,000 seater hall, I will build it. Are you with me? It will not be impossible. I will just go and start. The reason I have not done it is that he has not told me to do it. It's not because I don't have the resources. I have the resources. Are you listening to me? You know, let me just say a little thing about prosperity. Prosperity is not just, it's not about having money. Neither is poverty about not having money. Some people have money, but they are poor. Prosperity is resource control. That means that it's not that the money is in your pocket. You have control over the resources you need. You have the power to summon it. And you have the power to distribute it. That's true prosperity. So, it is when I need a resource, I will call for it. It will come. It always comes. That's prosperity. That's the thinking. Amen. So, I'm not saying, hey, oh, God. no, no. That's, that's, it, it is a way of thinking. And it's transformation that brought me to that place. I'm not just trying to do what somebody did. I'm not just trying to say what somebody else said. Some say, oh, that man of God said, uh, uh, Merev said, there's a mighty supply. So you just said there's a mighty supply. Sit down and listen to the revelation that brought him to that statement and catch that same revelation. When you say it, it will be like Rev said it. Are you understanding me? Exactly. The same results, you will have them. As a matter of fact, I'll give you an assignment. Go and sit with you. I don't know what the first message was. Go and sit down and listen to it. There's a book. Read it. Then come out after that. You'll be amazed. Praise the Lord. Because now you've caught it. It's yours. So when we have camp meeting coming up 2022, you will not hide. That much, the same thing we're starting, there's a mighty supply. That's how you'll be shouting when they're giving. Hello? Amen. I've been a pastor. There are people that anytime a conference or convention or something is coming up, you won't see them. Then after the meeting, you will not see them. Or during the meeting, you just see them. Year after year. So I used to ask, did anybody ask you? Amen. I've never, since ministry started, I've never written a letter for financial appeal. I've never done it. Amen. Never. Not once. I'm not criticizing those that have done it if that's how it works for them. Are you understanding me? Never done it. When we're on campus, we used to have people, um, when they have um, a program coming up, they have this card. You know, then you write your name and give 20 naira, 15 naira, 10 naira. I don't know if you know that. Then you take it around to your friends. They'll give you for 10 names. Give you the gather money. I was a campus leader too. We never did it. Praise the Lord. We never did it. Then those some others had patrons. They write letter to them. 
you understand that? And say, oh, you were in this school, da, 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 you were in our fellowship, we need to buy a bus, can you help us? The guy now is a banker, we just wire 20,000 to them, this one give them 5,000, like that. We never did that. But we bought the things we wanted to buy. Now, there are some things we didn't have because we were following that path. But you know what happened? School finished. All of us came out from university. Those leaders that were doing that also became pastors, but they didn't know how to receive money. Because now they write letters. People say, you're no more in school now. Uh, <laughs> you're no more sending them the money. Then we were lifting and saying, money, comments. Amen. We learned it right from that time. Amen. And it has been working. Am I communicating? So learn it. Lay hold of it. Listen. I want you to leave this camp meeting. And this money matter is a settled matter. Are you understanding me? This money matter is a settled matter. Uh, uh, time will, will fail me to talk about the rituals of faith. Glory to God. There are things that you do consistently and you must practice to have your faith work. Glory to God. Simple things. Number one, hearing. Everybody say hearing. 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 Rituals of faith. Hearing is not something you do once. It's continuous. You must engage in the hearing ritual. You hear by speaking God's word to yourself or listening to a message. Amen. But you must practice hearing the word of God. So if we just stand up and go and do something. No, we don't just stand up and do something. We hear and hear and hear until believing happens. The second ritual of faith, believing. Amen. Until believing happens. You hear and hear and hear until believing happens. Sometimes it takes a while for believing to happen. That's why sometimes we fast. Praise the Lord. Some people think fasting is to just break something in the atmosphere. It's first to break something inside your unbelief. This kind going not out is <laughs> unbelief. Amen. This unbelief, there are some levels of unbelief. If you don't separate yourself to the word of God, it will never go. It will never be addressed. So, believing. The third ritual in the practice of your faith is the confession. Now, there are, confession is, is in two formats. Alright? There's confession so that you will hear and believe. Hello? And then there's confession which is the release of power. They're two different things. Amen. They're all confession. That means that now I am feeling pains and I'm worried that I'm not well. Then I take scriptures with the stripes I'm healed. I'm saying it to myself. It's a confession I'm declaring. But as I'm saying it, I'm dealing with the thought in my mind that I am sick. Are you listening to me? That confession is not for everybody. It's for me. Praise the Lord. Are we together? It's for me. It could be about prosperity. It could be about finances. Now I'm taking scriptures on finances and I'm making confessions, declarations. It's to me. Until something happens inside, then a roar will come out. Amen. Are we together? We are still shouting, I can never be poor. That time I have already believed. Are you with me? If you catch these things. So that ritual of confessing. Don't, don't be someone that just be talking something. Just say, hey, I am healed in Jesus' name. Oh, bring the malaria problem, the tablet. Oh, I am healed. Oh, what up, Panadol? Okay, I am healed. Oh, give me vitamin C. I am healed. Oh, glory to 
are you doing? Amen. <laughs> if you want to take medicine, take it. Amen. If you're here, you want to exercise your faith for health. And you've never done it before. Don't start with cancer, my brother. Did you hear me? This is a pastoral council. Starts with headache. Oh, I woke up, my uncle is paining me. If your uncle keeps paining you, you will not die. Oh, yeah, start with that one. Amen. All right, those things I've been teaching us now, let's start. Amen. Are you with me? It's not where they come and tell you, ah, you have lombosis laprata. <laughs> they say lombosis laprata. Ah, God is a healing God. God is a healing God. I will not go to the hospital. My brother, they will bury you. <laughs> they will bury you. <laughs> Are you with me? <laughs> I was teaching them one day in church. And whether you like it or not, I said something. I said, listen, our job is to teach the word. Those that learn will grow. Those that don't learn, we'll bury them. Amen. They are going to heaven. Amen. We'll bury them. Are you understanding me? Those that learn, we grow. Those that didn't learn, we'll bury them. Glory to God. Now, not, no, I'm not, I'm not intending in the wrong way. Yeah. Who bury them? At least they are saved. <laughs> no more money problems. Where did I stop? Confessing. The f- that's the third one, right? The fourth one, acting. Ever say acting. Glory to God. Now, corresponding actions, what do we mean by acting? Now, some people try to act because somebody else acted. No, 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 no. You are acting. I always quote that scripture in Isaiah 61. Arise, shine, for your light is come. Now, because your light is come, that's why you arise. Are you with me? Don't arise when your light has not come. Are you with me? If not, you will fall flat on your face. So, that corresponding action or acting is a ritual of faith. It comes from the fact that light has broken into your heart. So, you're on that bed, light has broken into your heart, you come down from the bed. You drop the crutch. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Something has happened. So, you act on that word. Sometimes in a meeting, what the ministers help you do is to act on God's word. Stand on your feet. They tell you something. At at that instance, they've been teaching God's word. Then they help you act on God's word. Because without that action, sometimes you will not see any manifestation. Am I communicating? Those are rituals of faith. And number five, ritual of thanksgiving. Amen. The Bible says Moses and Abraham was fully persuaded, giving glory to God. Giving glory to God. Hallelujah. Giving glory to God. There are times where you are in faith for something and all you can do is to just thank God. There are certain situations that there's nothing to act. Hello. If you've been in the practice, you understand what I'm talking about. All you just do is to give glory to God. That ritual of thanksgiving. Father, I thank you because it's done. Thank you because it's done in the name of Jesus. Are we together? Today as I'm speaking to you, your financial problems are being addressed. As I'm speaking to you, your heart is expanding. And your status in finances is being altered. They used to know you as this. They will no more know you as that anymore. 
financial levels will change, will increase. Praise the Lord. The projects you'll be handling now. Listen, it's not just you enter. When you enter that level, you will stay there. It's upward only, forward only. Glory to God. Not back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Your business doesn't go back and forth, back and forth. It has entered, you say, oh, it has entered the million phase. It will stay there. Am I communicating? That's why we say, I've entered the million flow. I've told people, I said, when we enter the million flow, we stay there. And then we enter the next. Then we enter the next. You know, the million flow, then now you're in the thousands. No, no, no. It reflects even in our givings. To prove that I'm in the flow, my giving is a proof. That, are you understanding me? It's an expression of my level. I was looking through my documents, old documents, and I saw when my offering was five naira. The day I wrote that I was increasing from five naira to ten naira. I saw it written. I said, wow, I've come a long way. Amen. I just made a decision. Increasing from five naira to ten. And when I mean I'm giving ten naira, if I go for four services, I will give ten naira. Not less than ten naira. 20 naira, 50 naira, 100 naira. Are you understanding me? And I saw that anytime I increased, everything adjusted. I've shared this story before. The first time I increased, I think it was from, is it 50 to 100 or 5 to 10? I was giving 5 naira. I was a, a teenager. I was giving 5, 5 naira in every offering. I'll give 5 naira. It was easy. And I said, from now, I'll give 10 naira. I'll start giving 10 naira. That was about Christmas into the new year. December into the, So it was easy because people, there's a lot of giving around that period. Your parents will give you money. and So, so I started giving 10 naira. By January, even the former 5 naira was not available. I'll be in the services. There's not even 5 naira, the former 5 naira to give. So that was not telling me, go back to your 5 naira. <laughs> you go back to your 5 naira. I waited. As 10 naira entered my hand, I gave it again. Amen. As I gave that 10 naira, the next one, I didn't even have 5 naira. But when 10 naira entered again, I, I'm saying that I've entered that 10 naira. I gave that 10 naira again. Then after a while, it became easy. I adjusted. I didn't wait for the year to end. By July, I said, I'm doing 20. I said, giving 20. I said, giving 20. I said, setting my financial growth. Are you listening to me? I cut it. Then 50. Then 100. I started giving like that, like that, like that. Are you with me? We will give offerings. It's somebody's salary that we're giving as offerings. Amen. Not special anything. One day I just woke up in the service. I said, I just, Lord, I just love you. I just gave an offering. One million. Just offering. We are not raising money for anything. Normal offering. Amen. One million. Amen. Are you with me? It's a level. Are you listening to me? It's not that, notice, I'm not believing God for anything. Are you understanding me? I'm not giving it in faith for anything. I just love the Lord. Amen. You will grow. Some of you, will, these things I'm talking about will be, see, this is how it works. Glory to God. You can't be in this committee and your finances will remain the same. No, 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 no. Tell your neighbor, it will not remain the same. My finances will never remain the same. In the name of Jesus Christ. Do you believe that? Now, listen, it is important that you practice these things. There's the law of generosity. Praise the Lord. You, there is nothing like financial prosperity without giving. There's nothing like that. Giving is not the only principle in financial prosperity, but perhaps it's the most important. Are you with me? 
So anyone experiencing prosperity has understood something about giving. Practice as a consistent practice, not something you do once in a while. That's how you live. You've understood it. Money doesn't have a hold over you anymore. Are we together? See, the fear of losing money is gone. That's what makes you give freely is that you don't have a fear of losing money. That fear. The reason why some people can't give is there's a fear. If I give now, I don't know what's going to happen now. Will I pay the rent? Yes. <laughs> they say we should be wise. So, are you understanding me? But there are some people that have come to a place, their mindset, there's no fear. And so they can give it away. Let me explain this to you. The same way you believe that money can come supernaturally. That's the same way you believe that if you give this one away, nothing will go wrong. Amen. Are you understanding me? It nothing go wrong. Where it came from, another one will come from there. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. And may God increase your giving capacity. I pray that in this house, everyone under the sound of my voice, that in this camp meeting as you enter 2022, your giving capacity increases in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, why am I praying for your giving capacity to increase? If your giving capacity increases, your receiving capacity will increase. If your giving capacity increases, your receiving capacity what will increase. So, I always pray, Lord, let my giving capacity increase. Let me be able to do more than I was doing before. Glory to God. Are we together? Are you with me today? The first time we were somewhere, a group of folks came in from outside the country and they, in the country they were in, somewhere in uh, Eastern Europe, they wanted to build a church. And so they came to Nigeria. As we were holding our hands like that, the Lord told me, give them $5,000. This was like 10 or 9 years ago. Give them $5,000. I said, $5,000? I don't have $5,000. He said, give them $5,000. I said, okay. Give you five. We're holding hands. He said, Tell them. I said, No, no, no. I will give them. I won't tell them. <laughs> he said, Tell them. <laughs> so I I said, Excuse me, excuse me. I interrupted the prayer. I said, The Lord said, <laughs> I should tell you <laughs> that I will give five. They said, Celebrating with. I was not rejoicing with them. All. You know? Then I had $2,000. I gave them first. And then I gave it. Wow. Now, if the Spirit of God didn't put it in my heart, I would not have known I had the capacity to do it. Amen. I would not have known I had the capacity. Now, it's not, not that a man of God didn't tell me to give it. The Lord put it in my heart. Glory to God. Capacity. Praise the Lord. I had an issue with a bank. I traveled and they didn't pay. Sorry, I've taken extra time. And I had an issue with the bank. They didn't, um, my card wasn't working abroad. I've shared the testimony before. So when I came back, I was so upset. I, went, I walked into the bank. I said, close my domiciliary account. I don't want to gain. I said, close. Give me the, give me the money. They thought I was joking. I sat down there until they gave me the money. I collected the cash. Put it in my pocket. Then I drove out. I was to visit a friend. When I got there, another pastor came to see that my friend. I know him too. So as we sat down there, he said, he's hosting someone from the U.S. And he has never hosted anybody outside this country. He said, but you, 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 you might know something about, can you help me? I said, yes, I can help you. We'll help you just organize what you will do. While we're talking, the Uruguay said, the money in your pocket is for the program. I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> he said, the money in your pocket is for the program. <laughs> so they were talking after I was not hearing what they were saying again. 
<laughs> Amen. They were talking, 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 talking. He said, I like I said I will help him. It's not the money. that's not how I want to help him. Amen. Well, long and short, I brought out the money and dropped it. The money was so much that is what they used to organize the program and give the man of God on aerium. You know, God starts teaching you how to break out of that fear. Amen. How to break out of that fear. Glory to God. We're doing a project of 20 million. I say, I'll give 5 million. And I teach my leaders to give too. How much are you giving? I'm giving 5 million. How much are you giving? How much are you giving? How much are you giving? giving? We learn how to Most times, before we come to the congregation, the funds, we've already received it. Amen. And I speak over you that what I'm sharing, you will enjoy. In the name of Jesus, ease in your finances. Some of you are coming from zero or the minus today. That retrogression, I put a stop to it. By the power of the Holy Ghost. I put a stop to it. You won't go backward anymore financially. From where you are standing, I speak forward motion to you. I speak increase to you. In the name of Jesus Christ. I've sat with people that are in death. Owing in the minus. Plenty. Husband and wife one time sat in front of me. I said, how much are you owing? They will look at themselves. You know what I say about when you say about you are not serious. If you are here, you are owing. Don't say about to make yourself feel good. Have you seen people that uh, have carry over in school? They say, I make carryover. one or two. So go and bring your spreadsheet. Then they bring it that six carryovers. So uh, being a pastor, I understand that I say, hey, hey, don't about with me. If you really want to come out of debt, don't do about. Write the people you are owing. It's embarrassing, you know, but when, when we pass this embarrassing phase, you will never be embarrassed again. Husband and wife will whisper. The man that says about uh, 200,000. When now right, it's 2 point something million. Say, is it all? Say, yes. Because if he says about 200, is the 200 grace I will release? He say, write everything here now. Write it out. And then let's start from here. Hallelujah. And pray over it. And believe God for it. You will never be back here. And men, everyone we did that with came out of death. Because they addressed it. They were true. Some of you want transformation, but you have not repented. You are not telling yourself even the truth. Praise the Lord. Start with truth. This is what we are owing. It's from here I want to come out. I'm telling you, I'm not owing anybody dead or alive. I want you to talk like that. I want everyone that listens to what I teach to enter it. Because I discovered that many people are owing. There are some roads they can't pass in their, in, their, in their city. There are some people that they are not picking their calls again. Amen. Amen. Lift your hand and say, money coming to me. When is it coming to you? No more death. In the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. 
that in this camp meeting, by the mighty arm of God, you are pulled out of financial death. You are pulled out of financial death. Never again will you find yourself in that place. That light that will put you on that path of of stable financial, a stable financial level. Let that light break out in your heart now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. If you are owing, I don't know, there are some people, you know, that's not, you can't really say you're working in prosperity. Hello? No. House rent, school fees. May you not cry about it ever again. Conquer house rent. Conquer school fees. I am not a, an extravagant person, no. I'm not. At all. I lived in a house for years. Not because we couldn't move, we're waiting. When I decided to move, the new place I moved to, the rent was six times more than where we were coming from. And we adjusted. Amen. We stayed there for a while too. Stayed. When we move from there, the rent is four times. Are you getting what I'm saying? I want you to grow like that. It's not that you were living in a place of 500k. Then now you are living in 150. Then now you have gone back to the village. Are you listening to what I'm saying? What I'm sharing with you is how you will never go back to the village. <laughs> you will never go back to the village. Amen. 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 Listen to this. Sit down. Listen to it on your own again. And pray. And walk in this thing I'm sharing with you. In the name of Jesus Christ. As I'm talking, the air you are breathing is prosperity. Breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in and out. Rise to your feet everywhere. We're going to shout a shout. Just hold on for a moment. I know for sure that something has happened to us today. In this particular camp meeting, the direction was a bit different for me. But I know that that's what the Spirit of God wants to do. More alerts. We summon more alerts. In the name of Jesus. More alerts. Come to you now in the name of Jesus. More alerts come to you now in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Now this shout you're going to shout. Is a shout that. You are saying that your. Status financially has changed. Hold on. Your status has changed. You know what status change means? That testimony I was sharing, we were trying to move from a house to another house. Years ago, we had had a child, um, we had only the first child, and we, but we needed to move before the second child would be born. We went to look for a house, my wife and I, not too far from where we were living. So we walked. 
When we got there and they showed us the house, beautiful place. Expatriates that stay there, wonderful. Wow, I love the place. I, I was just like wonder, looking at the place, how wonderful it was. Then the guy told us the amount for the rent. I'm like, ah, can we pay for one year? He said, no, what he mentioned is one year. Because I thought he mentioned two years rent. <laughs> he said, no, that one is for one year. The moment he said it, the house started looking ugly in my eye. <laughs> Amen. I left, I don't know when I left my wife. She was the only one talking to the guy. I've already stood uh, Let's go now. Let's go. Let's go. She was still talking, you know, talking to him. I was not interested again. Few months later, now we really needed to move. We walked again round, and coincidentally, not on purpose, we came back to that place. And then, I haven't forgot because we asked many places. You know, this one we say uh, maybe five hundred. This one say six hundred. This one say seven hundred. You have many figures. I've forgotten the figures. We came back to that place. When he mentioned the amount, I said, okay. No problem. It was right. I said, it was this house now. Eh, something has happened that I didn't feel threatened. It's a status change. Are you with me? I didn't feel threatened. I said, okay. Okay. That testimony I'm sharing now is what you will share. So when you are shouting, the things that you ran back from financially, when they come this time, you will brace up. You will face them. You will confront them. Are you ready for that shout? Are you ready for that shout? Shout! Glory! Glory! Thank you for listening. Messages are freely available. Visit carusoscloud.com slash profile slash Savannah Ministries for download. Or visit www.savannaministries.org for more information.